Kangaroo punches Ontario cop in the face. New Brunswick union members threaten possible, maybe we will see illegal action, not sure. Four arrested in the death of Quebec philanthropist. Nearly 70 people are dead from floods and landslides within Tanzania. And the internet is shut off in Gaza as Israel pounds the region, forcing inhabitants out. Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Nora, still in Vancouver. Here are your headlines. First to Durham region, where a kangaroo has punched a cop in the face. Yes, the local hero was let out at a pit stop between the Oshawa Zoo and something called the Fun Farm. Her final destination was a zoo in Quebec. The kangaroo was born in captivity and so had her first taste of freedom ever, quote, running along roads in Oshawa, unquote, after having escaped the pit stop. At 3 a.m., police spotted her in a rural property. The police followed the instructions of the kangaroo handler, who told them to grab the kangaroo by the tail. She didn't like that very much, and so she turned around and clocked the cop. Oshawa Staff Sergeant Chris Baudier said this about the encounter, quote, It's something that he and his platoon mates will be remembering for the rest of their careers, unquote. That's an interesting reaction about a cop being punched in the face. Maybe something to keep in mind. Anyway, unlike what happens when other people punch cops, this kangaroo was given time to rest up before continuing along her way to Quebec. Next to Victoria, where a man swerved into pro-Palestinian protesters, almost hitting them. The incident was caught on tape and led to his arrest. The report from Todd Coyne at CTV News relies on video shot by Donald Smith. After the man swerved into protesters, he jumped out of his car and got in the face of one of the protesters. While the protester would have had every right to have clocked the guy, he didn't, and instead stands calm and still while he's being yelled at right in the face. The man was arrested for assault with a weapon and dangerous driving. Oddly, CTV News doesn't name the individual, though his image is very obvious in the videos and so is his license plate. The National Council of Canadian Muslims denounced the attack and called on politicians to stem the tide of hate, unquote. Next to New Brunswick, CBC's Jacques Poitras is reporting that QP members in that province have, quote, raised the possibility of illegal strikes by their members over a Higgs government bill that would force them into a new pension plan, unquote. The province wants to force five union groups into a single shared risk pension plan, Poitras says that the legislation could pass by Friday. The unions would be two education locals who are both members of CUPE and three nursing home unions. They'd be forced into, quote, a process to determine the future of their pension plans, unquote. Regional director of CUPE, Sandy Harding, said that they aren't going to encourage members to do illegal action, but they can't control their members and their members, quote, are very angry members, unquote. The union is not in a legal strike position. CUPE considers the legislation to be illegal. Harding says this, quote, They believe what the government is doing is illegal. We believe it as well. Our members will decide what they're going to do to match that illegal action, unquote. CUPE has promised all sitting MLAs that this vote will be remembered in the 2024 provincial election. 
Next, there has been more news coming out about the suspicious death of Danielle Langlois and Dominique Marchand. Langlois is a high-profile Quebecer, a philanthropist, and someone who founded a film software company many years ago. The company has been used in several blockbuster movies, and Langlois sold it for several hundreds of millions of dollars. Langlois and Marchand have lived in Dominica for a long time. There, they built a luxury hotel, which is fully off-grid. They were recently found in a burnt-out vehicle on December 1st, dead, after having been reported missing. Now, four people have been arrested related to their murder. One of the people arrested is Jonathan Lehrer, an American who owns the property that neighbors the Langlois and Marchand Hotel. So, too, was Lehrer's wife arrested. The two owners had fights over a pathway that touched Lehrer's property. The path has been subject of court action in previous years. Next to international news, at least 68 people have been killed by flooding in Tanzania. The flooding has also triggered several landslides. Of the dead, 23 were men and 40 were women. Some 116 people have been injured. 1,150 households have been impacted and 300 hectares of farmland have been destroyed, reports Al Jazeera. 100 homes have been destroyed in the village of Ketesh. Ketesh is north of Dodoma, the capital of Tanzania, by about 300 kilometers. The death toll from extreme weather has been rising in the past month. Hundreds of people were killed since October, when the rainy season started. The flooding comes after an extreme drought that made the soil too dry to be able to absorb and hold water. This increased the possibility of flash flooding. President Samia Suluhu Hassan was at COP28 the moment of the floods. She left early, but before, she said this, quote, It must be said, unfulfilled commitments erode solidarity and trust and have detrimental and costly consequences for developing countries. My own country is losing 2 to 3% of its GDP due to climate change. And finally, to Palestine, where Paltel, the region's internet provider, has said that telecommunication services have been cut off entirely in Gaza. In a statement, Paltel says this, quote, We regret to announce the complete cessation of the communications and internet services within the Gaza Strip, and the main paths that were previously connected were disconnected again. Al Jazeera confirmed with the cybersecurity group NetBlocks that there is a, quote, near total internet blackout, unquote, and that most residents would have no access to internet. Fighting has resumed after the short ceasefire. More than 15,899 people have been killed, according to Palestinian authorities, and three quarters of the entire population has been forcibly displaced. Israel has ordered Palestinians to displace themselves even further. Many who had fled the north are currently in Khan Yunus, but now Israel is ordering people to leave Khan Yunus. Israel has control over the north of Gaza, as most infrastructure has been completely devastated. On Twitter, of all places, Israel posted a map of Khan Yunus saying that they want people to immediately evacuate. Arrows showed people to either go south or west, towards the Mediterranean coast or to Rafah, a Palestinian town by the border with Egypt. Journalist Tarek Abu Azum said that the Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunus has experienced, quote, relentless, uninterrupted bombing and artillery shelling. The south of the Gaza Strip has also been under relentless airstrikes. The fact is that there is no safe place inside the Gaza Strip, unquote. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian Refugees has said there is no safe location for anyone to flee to.
Those were your headlines for Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Nora. You're listening to this podcast at sandynora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and anywhere you get your podcasts. Folks, it's Tuesday. Okay, I'll be honest with you. This has been a really hard day to put the show together because I'm on the road, Sandy's finishing her book, things are totally chaotic, and I've got a time change. So today, in a couple of hours, I mean, I will have slept between now I'm talking and tomorrow when you actually hear this, but hopefully, I mean, there's a new episode of Sandy Nord dropping right after this. So don't miss it. It'll be out in a couple of hours. It's the question and answer period from our live show. It's actually really great. I listened to it again. You're going to love it. And, you know, just wait. By next week, we'll be back to talk about the news. So consider it a tiny little break. I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.